0: Hey, it's John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John. We're going to write better now. You ready? You ready? Come here. Let's do it. Let's suppose you and I are catching up after a particularly long time apart. Maybe maybe we haven't seen each other since before the holiday in the U.S., or maybe we're you know, at our holiday table and we haven't seen each other in months, so we're trying to catch each other up, and we are engaged in long-form storytelling. We know the, the rough basics of what each of us have been doing lately, but we don't know the specifics and the story is here for the specifics. So we start talking to each other. Hey, I went, I did this. I went here. I went over there. I talked to this person. I had this experience. And if you were telling the story in an engaging way, you'd be naturally building the elements up to make a point because you don't just want to throw the facts A, B, C, D, E, F, G at my face and call it a day. You're trying to engage me. We're, we're sitting around the, the, the Thanksgiving table in the U.S. and we're, we're enjoying each other's company. So you're going to make for an engaging story time. And in the course of shaping that point and in the course of getting your idea out together, it's not that you're lying or fabricating or bullshitting or anything like that, but you are definitely structuring your story in one direction. You are leading me to a thing, maybe to get me to laugh, to get me to to worry, to get me to feel, oh shit, that's amazing. And what that's going to do is set up our story along one path. Let's let's imagine a crossroads and we can go left and we can go right and you're taking us firmly down the left path because that's the way you want to tell our story to engage the audience most satisfactorily and everything's going great. And it counts on our pre-existing relationships so that we don't have to fill in literally every inch of every detail. But we're going forward in a new direction with this new story and everything's great. And then you get to what should be the big giant point in your story and you, you just kind of drop the ball you know, we've been talking and talking and talking for an hour while we've been sitting and eating. And then the end of your story is just, yeah, so then, you know, then I just made a sandwich and and went home. This huge, giant buildup, completely wiped away by an unsatisfying ending. If it wasn't clear, we don't want that. We don't at all want to do that. When you have A tremendous build-up and then a very short resolution to that buildup that feels convenient and unearned and it comes out of nowhere. And it sort of seems on some level like, hey, I don't know how to end this story, so I'm just going to end it this way. Or that um, it's something we could have been doing this entire time and it's no big deal because we're just going to poof, do it and we're done. That's called a hand wave. Uh, similar to how a magician waves his hand and then the trick is done. You don't want a hand wave in the climax or third act of your story. No hand wave. Because what that's going to do is take all the tension, all the drama, all the problem, all the interest, all the stuff that I was waiting for, and the the payoff, if you want to call it that, it's going to take all that possibility and just get rid of it. Which is a mistake because I, the listener to your story at my dinner table, am waiting for this payoff so that I can celebrate and cheer and and feel satisfied by your story. You don't want to hand wave. This is, on some level, a really basic story problem. You see this in people who are just learning how to write stories because they're still learning how to use the parts of the story a hand wave is a shortcut. A hand wave is structurally lazy. A hand wave basically says, I don't know how to solve this problem. I made this problem. I don't know how to solve it. So I'm going to solve it in the quickest, least engaging way possible, as fast as possible, just to get this done. Hand wave's bad. Handwaves are particularly bad when they somehow make their way out of the world of anecdotes and out of the world of, of joke, yada, yada, yada moments, and into our other media. Over the weekend, I saw the newest Doctor Who special, and it handwaves the climax, and it handwaves the third act, and it, it does both of those things back to back in the same scene, and It completely takes a story which had gone down the left-hand path, which had been building and building and building to a thing, but it painted itself into a corner structurally, and then it didn't know how to resolve anything, so it just elected to do the structurally laziest, the simplest and honestly least developed, what the fuck are you talking about, what do you mean that's how the story ends moment it could possibly make. Now I'm not going to give you a direct spoiler. Um, I want you to go watch the atrocity that is the Doctor Who special and and suffer through it with shock the way I did. But I am going to bring up two points, and these are not spoilers because they're a in the trailer and b the internet has been the internet's been talking about them this entire time. Item number one: there is a trans character in Doctor Who now. This is brilliant. There should be more of them. Um, And the writing should do them justice. The writing should not just structure it in a way where we have uh, very older senior citizen characters talk about how weird it is and how hard it is to deal with trans people, but also just uh, they're people because uh, trans people are people. It should be shocking to no one. But they should be handled uh, just like anybody else in a story, and um, the complaint from the internet, surprising no one as well, is that Doctor Who's gone woke, whatever the fuck that means, and that trans characters are, are ruining the story, and if... You're the sort of uncritical person who, in an effort to really love stoicism and in an effort to be a white guy who wants to preserve the status quo, where you get to be a discompassionate, sort of narrow-minded fuckstick. Yeah, you you could totally just sort of pin every problem in this episode of Doctor Who on the trans character because the big hand wave that happens, the trans character's on screen. The problem is that all the characters in the episode are on screen. And it's it's a lazy, stupid person's solution to just since I see a thing and there's a problem that f- the thing I don't like must be the cause. That's that's a terrible way of, of perceiving your problem. and for an internet, a population of the internet who loves to say that they think critically and they just ask questions, they're certainly not thinking critically or asking questions because the problem isn't the trans character, not at all. The problem is the way they solve the problem. And it's not just the trans character. It's all the characters working together to solve the problem. And they they don't solve the problem. They just hand wave it away. You don't want to have a problem presented over 48 plus minutes over the majority of your story that you just sort of, oh, you know, just, just do X. Your solution to a problem should be proportional to the buildup of that problem not sitting squarely on the shoulders of one character, not sitting squarely on the the kind of character you don't like. It should be relative to the size of the buildup. If you say this is a big deal, the solution should be a big deal. If your solution doesn't match in size or scope or difficulty or challenge, then you're going to end up with a big, big problem that you can solve with about, you know, the same sort of blase as flipping a light switch. And that that disproportionality, that mix-up of those two things, just does not work. And Doctor Who does not work. Yes, it's a show for kids. Yes, it does a great job being that right up until the ending. Because it builds up and builds up and builds up and then basically throws a light switch And it just seems like, oh, well, why didn't we do this problem? Why didn't we just solve this the whole time? And then why do we have to frame the solution the way that we do? Again, I'm not giving the spoiler away, but it's lazy. If you had to make a list of just off the top of your head, knowing nothing about the specifics of the episode, just knowing that there's a big buildup and... A quickly hastily solved problem. If you had to make a list off the top of your head of how would you solve this problem, you'd probably find the answer that this episode shows. Because it's it's one of the most irritating choices possible because you'd you'd think about it and go, no, nah, there's no way they did that. And that's exactly what they did. It is a grotesquely dissatisfying experience that ends up, by the way, in the see the downside of the hand wave is not only does it kill all our tension and kill all our satisfaction it also cheapens the experience of every character in the story so that there isn't a build-up for any of them not for our main characters not for the trans character not for the representation it's incredibly awful representation to begin with not for any character making growth or change or challenge or anything like that nobody wins in this most recent episode. I mean, there's a clear winner when they hand wave the story, but it's not satisfying. There's no big reveal. There's no great, oh, wow, that was really earned. I'm glad I stuck around and watched that. There's no sense of satisfaction. It's terrible. Do not hand-wave your big story problem away. It will not ever, 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 ever go the way you want. Now, that said, am I going to watch the other specials as they come out over the next few weeks yes because i i want to see how they get to where i know they have to go where they got to bring in a new guy and i i want to see that transition i want to see that migration i just hope that somewhere along the way they don't hand wave everything because that's garbage do better just do better give that some thought i'll talk to you tomorrow.